This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today we are catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea and let's chat. Starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is, you guys are going to be so sick of me saying this, but it's true. Uh, It's playing tennis, especially right now in the fall. The weather is absolutely perfect for it. I'm sorry. I know I say it like every other day, but it, it, it just is what it is right now. My thorn is that, honestly, I'm stressed about becoming like a stable adult. And honestly, in a lot of ways, like I am, like I'm not like where I was back in my 20s, you know, but there's just still things I'm trying to navigate. Um, Things like if I should move from an LLC to an S Corp and my accounting, if I should you know, how I'm paying myself, if I'm paying myself the correct way or not the correct way. If, you know, we want to buy a house, but I'm very overwhelmed by the prospect of that. And I don't understand the market and like when to buy and not to buy. I'm trying to learn that right now. Um, I'm also aware that I'm supposed to be diversifying my income, but I'm also just now learning to simplify my life. So how do we manage those two things at the same time? Sorry, we're starting off the podcast with like my little stress ramble here. But, you know, the truth is that last night my kid asked me if being an adult was hard for me. He was like, do you find being an adult difficult? (laughs) I was like, how old are you? He's like, you know, 10 years old and he's asking me about the hardships of adulthood. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't. I feel like my life is great. You know, there's obviously challenges, but I'm so grateful for my life. And then I spent the entire morning talking to my husband about how being a stable adult is hard. So, you know, I straight up lied to my kid, but I wasn't trying to lie. That's genuinely how I felt in the moment when he asked, but I was like, no, like I am good. And what's interesting is that like, actually, like I try very hard not to talk about the stresses of adulthood in front of my kid because I was parentified as a child. So like, I always felt like it was my job to pay the bills that I had to, you know, one day rescue my entire family. I had to be the emotional support. Eventually I would have to be the financial support. And 
that's a role that like I don't want to put my kiddo into but like he's still kind of doing it even though I don't even put that pressure onto him like he's still aware I mean obviously he has two homes and like I don't know how that looks elsewhere but like I want him to feel so safe to just be a kid you know like just being a little kid and one of the things he said was like well when I'm old enough you know I'll try and help pay the bills <laughs> I was like dude you are 10 years old that is not your concern you have two you know three very capable parents who are well equipped to take care of you like that is not something you need to stress over because like that's something I stressed over constantly was just like is our power going to get turned off are we going to lose our phone um are we going to have food like these are things that I was always stressed out about and so that's the last thing I want my kid to worry about but he's still worrying about it you know but then like anyway so that's why I think I kind of sugar-coated things for him when he asked because yeah, I don't want him to carry that burden as a 10-year-old. But then I spent all morning complaining about being an adult, so I lied. Now, my bud is, you know, let's time travel together here for a second. Uh, you know, I am in the past, you are in the future. So for me, today is Halloween. And, you know, I'm sorry for the vagueness that I'm about to give you ahead of time, but I, I want to tell you my true bud but I really can't give you too many details. But usually Halloween and trick-or-treating is a really stressful night for me. It takes a lot of emotional reserves. I use all of my resources uh, to make it through. But this year, it's going to be different. And I'm really looking forward to just trick-or-treating with my family and it not being an overwhelming and stressful experience. It's just going to be all about the kiddo and getting to really enjoy the kiddo's experience and like I'm thrilled about it. Okay, so let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here. So here is what I'm learning. Right now I am learning that most things are not that serious. Like the thing is like our lives are huge. I think for most of my life I've lived with this intense undercurrent that life is short but actually and like honestly that undercurrent's like life is short i need to make the most of it i want to die with no regrets i want to make sure that i do everything that life has to offer i don't want to leave any stone unturned i want to say everything that i ever meant to say do everything i ever meant to do you know say you're sorry like life is too short to live with regret but actually life is long like these small little moments can be a little bit overwhelming you know or they're sad or they're definitely stressful like our pain is so real and so valid but these like teeny moments the 99% of the time I'm not gonna remember them when I'm older I'm gonna remember like the repeated things you know and maybe within those repeated things there will be a few specific scenarios that I kind of pull from or I remember here and there but these like little stressful days, the things that like hurt my feelings or that stress me out, they aren't going to be significant memories. And I really wanna focus on allowing for a big life, right? I wanna have like a big, long, fulfilling life, but also for these to be small moments, 
right? To allow for these moments to not be so, like every moment doesn't have to be significant. Every moment doesn't have to be like the top of the world. And I think that this thought process is so helpful for me in a lot of ways. One, to just let negative emotions come and go, right? Because every moment doesn't have to be positive. It can also allow for me to, you know, pick my battles in relationship to kind of say, you know, I'm just going to let this one go. It's not a big deal. That's something that I have to work on because I will not pick my battles and I will fight with you <laughs> over everything that I need and want. So um, the learning to pick my battles is so important. If you are someone who maybe tends to gloss things under the rug or or not discuss things that are bothering you, you know, maybe you have maybe these small moments are repeated patterns that you need to talk about. But for me, a lot of times these small moments are things I can just kind of go, oops, and let it go, you know? So kind of just allowing for these things to be proportional, right, to the longevity of my life. And I just find that so relieving and so relaxing. And, you know, sometimes I do this meditation where I think about myself as like my, my older self. I did this the first time in a, in a yoga session. I was kind of in Shavasana and I was stressing about some stuff and I was trying to get in touch with my intuition. And I was thinking, what about like me when I'm in my 70s? And I just kind of pictured her. And the way I pictured her was like in this house on the water with like this like big sunroom that's also like her writing room. And she was sitting there writing with like a pen, maybe writing a letter. And she was overlooking the water. And I just saw her as like this version of me that already lived what I'm living now. And so she had the answers, right? So she had so much clarity as to what I wanted and needed and what would be important down the road. And I think that this practice is so meaningful because it really is just accessing your current intuition, right? It's like you're just getting to the on it, the, the, a pathway to the truer version of what you think without all of the like messy, complex thoughts because like the older version of you would know what was important, would know what's a priority, would know what you really wanted. And asking her allows you to ignore the noise of your anxiety and just kind of get quicker to the answer, right? And so when I think about the perspective that the older version of me has, she's carrying the perspective that like this literally doesn't matter half the time. Like what you're stressing about is actually like not a big deal. And some of it is like, I really do want you to have a retirement plan, but I really don't care that you had a weird yogurt bowl for breakfast that just didn't taste as good as you thought it was going to literally don't remember that. Right. So <laughs> that's kind of how like my seven brain can equalize those things and even over prioritize my breakfast, like my yogurt bowl and deprioritize my retirement because yogurt bowl is like right here, right now. And it is letting me down retirement. Like that's future me's problem. Like right now that's too boring to think about. But when I really like look to her, she's like, girl, focus on the retirement plan and let the yogurt bowl go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, um, now it helps me to put into this perspective the things that are going to matter to me down the road and the things to just not take so seriously. So I hope that helps you. That's kind of what I'm thinking about right now is just big life and small moments. Okay, so let's get into what I'm working on this week. This week, I'm starting to think about Christmas, y'all, already. Um, you know, I want to think about what merch do I want to have for the season? How do I want to package book sales? You know, I think the Honest Enneagram and the Enneagram letters go so well together. I think they're a really good little bundle to give people, especially because I think it's beneficial to read the Honest Enneagram first if you are giving it to someone who's maybe less familiar. But oh gosh, the Enneagram letters looks like a Christmas present to me. I just want it to be the case. So I want to figure out how to like package that and sell that or even just promote it. I'm also gearing up for a speaking engagement next week. So I'm getting all of my notes and slides updated for that. I'm also toying with a couple of workshop ideas, like maybe online. I'm curious if, if any of you are interested. I think it'd be fun to do a creativity workshop through the lens of the Enneagram. That is like, honestly, like my zone of genius. And I, I, I teach it to to entrepreneurs and to corporations or like big conferences a lot, but I don't teach it just to my people online ever. I've never done that. So I think that could be really fun. Uh, I also, maybe what you all want would be more of like a live typing workshop, like find your type. So if you're interested in either of those, will you let me know on Instagram if you are and which one you're interested in? And life updates, honestly, like we talked about in the beginning, I'm just putting a lot of thought into stability. Honestly, when I was in Bali, I went and saw a shaman. Listen, I don't know if I believe in magic, but I do know that she read me for filth, okay? Like, she she looked at me and she said, oh, you are an Enneagram 7. I mean, she didn't reference the Enneagram, but she basically described it. And she was like, you know, you have lived a really great life. You've done a lot of things and you are doing, um, you know, you tend to be kind of basically like you float away with the wind and it's time for you to be stable. <laughs> it's time for you to create stability in your life. And girl was not wrong. So that happened. Okay. All right. So this is where I started talking about adulthood with my husband this morning. So I had that shaman experience, which got me kind of started thinking about stability. And then this morning, Obi asked me like, do you remember your dreams? Like what's the last dream you remembered? And I was like, oh, okay. So I started describing it to him. Did not know what it meant. Right. It was just telling him about my dream, which was that I was on an airplane <clears throat> the airplane was actually just like kind of a platform that didn't have a roof, okay? It was just like a flat surface. And there was maybe four seats on this airplane. They were all in the back. I'm, you know, in the middle of them. And then when we're going, all of a sudden my seat moves up to the very front and center. And then the airplane just starts 
like nose diving, okay? So it starts nose diving. Mid nose dive, I go, I guess I should put my seatbelt on. And I put my seatbelt on. And then it kind of goes up and goes down and goes around. And we were never in danger. It was just kind of like seemingly like we were crashing a bunch of times over and over and over again. And if you have an interpretation for that dream and you send it to me on Instagram, we would be best friends. It would mean, it would be so fun for me, okay? If you have it, I'm going to give you my like, I want you to go and think about what it means to you. And if you're someone who's like, I want to give a go at this, what I think this means, give it a go. I want to know. But kind of my best interpretation with my husband this morning was like that sense of for a lot of my life, right? Like I've lived in these like really intense seasons where I go, 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 go. And then I kind of like nosedive and um, I start to freak out. Like I panic in the nosedive and then I figure something out and I work really, really hard. And then we like kind of come back up and I, this time, you know, in the nosedive thought I should put on a seatbelt. Like I should like take precautions. And I think that that's something that maybe that it's like a representation of stability, right? Of like, and like, honestly, I think one thing with stability is that your definition moves and changes as you move and change. So like what I would have defined as stability five years ago, I've achieved at this point, right? Like in terms of like savings and having a retirement account and like, you know, being like a legit business, having like paying myself in the right way and like the right amount and like all of that kind of stuff. But then it's kind of like I've tapped out what I can do in that regard and I need to like start thinking about like even more stability and I am terrified or not. I think terrified is fair, but also just really intimidated is probably a more accurate word. It's just, that's an intimidating thing for me and I get kind of overwhelmed by it, but we're going to do it because it always feels better when we do. Anyway, that was my dream. <laughs> that's my life update It's just figuring out what does stability mean? How am I going to create more stability for myself and my fam moving forward? Okay. Let's talk about what I'm reading. So I just finished reading The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman, and it was an absolute delight. It was such a fun read. Every book I've read so far this month, honestly, has been a five out of five, and it was one of them. Like, total five out of five. Absolutely recommend. Love, love, love. Um, now I'm starting my first ever Agatha Christie book called, it's called A Miss Marple Mystery at Bertman's Hotel. I'm guessing that maybe Miss Marple is a continuation character, and maybe it's not the best book for me to start with, but I'm already enjoying it, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep at it. I'm personally just really into hotels and like hospitality through the hotel lens. And so any book or movie that features that is going to be so fun for me. I also have, you guys, I have so many more books I want to read this season. If you don't know, I've been doing kind of seasonally themed books. So in the summer, I read alt beach reads. For the fall, I've been doing like magical or mystery kind of books. And then in the winter, I plan to read short stories and memoirs. But I have so many books I want to still read from the fall. And I just like, 
ah, December is like so soon and I don't know how I'm going to finish all of the books I purchased for this season before then. And it's, I just feel like this like drive to read all day, every day. <laughs> in order to make it happen. Listen, I know that this is a made up rule, right? Like I can definitely just read whatever books I want <laughs> whenever I want. Like there's no reason for me to like make this happen, but I like it. Like I like kind of making the seasons feel different through what I'm doing or what I'm reading. And I really have felt like the books are making the seasons more memorable for me. Ugh, but there's just so many I want to read. Okay. In terms of what I'm watching, I haven't really been watching any shows lately, but I did watch two movies this week and they were both very good. Um, the first was Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Unruly Children. It was so creepy and so fun. Uh, it wasn't like maybe not well acted, but I didn't care because it was, it just felt so magical. And I watched it with the kiddo and it might have been a little creepier than we anticipated, but it was still a very fun movie. I also, by myself, watched Persuasion the other day, and it was just so fun. It's like very um, clever and quippy. I, I loved it. All right, a small joy from this week was making an apple cobbler yesterday. So. Saturday we went to the apple orchard and every single year we go and every single year I say I'm going to make an apple pie out of these apples and then every single year half of the apples go bad because I never make the pie. This year I was like listen you don't want to make a pie. That's what it is. You don't want to make a pie. Make a cobbler instead because you're going to want to eat it more and you don't have to make pie crust. So that's what I did and it was delicious and the best cobbler maybe of my life, honestly. I'm not, I don't think I'm being exaggerating when I say that. <laughs> but that was definitely my small joys, my little apple cobbler moment. So in terms of content this week, Tuesday and Thursday, we are continuing our series on friendship and the Enneagram with types four and five. Wednesday is our regular Q&A episode, and then Friday is an interview with publicist Christina Linkowski. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind-the-scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you might like it. I don't know. I post a new video every single Wednesday. Go check it out for yourself and, and decide if, you, if you're into it or not. As always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.